welcome into this next episode of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Anime Handle, and in this episode, I have a, another Green Bay Packers preview for their game, which now we are in the new year of 2021, so I hope that all of you had a great holiday break. Uh, everything that you did over the holidays, I hope it was a smashing success, and uh, now we're into a new year, so that game will be on January 3rd, and that is on... Sunday, the week 17 of the NFL season, and they will travel to Chicago to take on the division rival, the Chicago Bears, at 3.25 p.m. Central Time on Fox. And before I get into the rest of what I want to talk about and then introduce my special guest, I do want to say that, uh, as always, for my podcast, you can expect a full-fledged uh, coverage of different things for my podcast. So uh, be looking out for that. As always, uh, the listenership so far has been great, and I look forward to get even better. And I can't thank you all enough. And I look for this podcast to continue to grow and grow and grow. And uh, already, it's uh, we're we're doing really good. Uh, we're we're making really good progress as far as me pumping out content and a lot of listeners out there listening and uh, consuming the content. So thank you all. And I uh, continue to uh, look forward to as this is something that I take pride in to do as uh, something on the side for me, uh, in addition to everything else that I have going on in life. Uh, that's just fun for me to do because one of my many happy places in life is talking sports. So thank you again and keep listening. If you want to keep listening, keep spreading the word and uh, we will get into this Packer preview for the week 17 game. So as I mentioned, they will play the Chicago Bears, and the Packers are 12-3. and The Bears are 8-7. and In the NFC North, the Packers are in first place, and they are in first, first in the overall NFC uh, standings for the playoffs. And then second in the division is the Chicago Bears. The last matchup, um, typically each year, uh, divisional teams play twice a year, so the matchup earlier from Lambeau Field, in Green Bay, Wisconsin, was on November 29th of 2020, and the Packers won by uh, 16 points, 41 to 25. So uh, I do want to welcome in my special guest uh, for another Packer preview, Mark Trunk. So, Mark, it's great to have you again for another preview. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Adam. Appreciate it. Yeah, and I do also want to mention for this preview, uh, I am – doing this over a uh, phone phone type uh, setting uh, interview. So I, I think uh, the the sound quality is pretty good. Uh, Mark and I t- tested the sound quality out before the show uh, to make sure it, it, it all works and it should be all good to go. But I do want to let you know, uh, all the listeners out there, that uh, there will be some times where I do uh, a, a phone style uh, type setting to it. Uh, so, so I just did want to uh, say that. But uh, moving ahead... To the ranks, I do want to talk about that for both teams. So coming into this game, the Packers, as far as offense, total yards, their third, passing yards, ninth, rushing yards, eighth, points first, third down percentage, they are second. And then the Bears, offensively, total yards, 24th, passing yards, 22nd, rushing yards, 24th, points, 18th. Third down percentage tied for 31st. And then defensively, the Packers, 7th total yards, passing yards, 6th, rushing yards, 14th, 
points, 16th, third down percentage, tied for 11th. And then on the flip side for the Bears defensively, they are total yards 12th, passing yards 13th, rushing yards 15th, points 9th, and third down percentage 6th. So a few notes I do want to say for the ranks. The Packers offense has been one of the best all season. Matt LaFleur has been doing a great job, their head coach, uh, dialing up the plays, and then their offense has been uh, doing a, a good job of producing Aaron Rodgers, probably, I would say, the leader for MVP by a slight edge over Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes is doing a great season, as always. He's one of the premier talents in the NFL. But uh, Rodgers, I would say, is just slightly having a better season than than Mahomes, uh, but it should be a really tight race, and especially with Mahomes, uh, given Kansas City's Playoff seeding, them being the number one seed no matter what uh, in Sunday's action in Week 17, they're going to smartly rest Mahomes because why would they play him if there's really nothing at stake? You might as well rest him and uh, and do that and, and and make sure that you prioritize health and that he's healthy and everybody else, that all your key guys are, are healthy and ready to go for the, for the playoffs. So uh, as far as the... Packers uh, on the road, they are five and two, so they'll be the road team in this matchup. So uh, they're five and two, pretty productive on the road. Uh, and then the Bears will be the home team in this matchup, so they uh, three and four uh, at home, and uh, so they're struggling a little bit at home. But uh, that's just kind of a breakdown there. And then uh, another thing for the ranks is the Bears' offense is going back to the ranks. The Bears offense isn't really that highly rated. I mean, recently they have played well on offense. Now, you have to take into consideration their opponent. I mean, they weren't playing the greatest opponent, but also within that in sports, rightly so, people say, well, look at who they've played. Well, yeah, they've played those teams, but they've done what they were supposed to against those teams. So you, it's kind of a tough balance as far as that goes. Uh, I mean, they're doing what they're supposed to, but you also have to kind of take into consideration who they're playing. So uh, the Packers have won five in a row, and then the Bears, like I mentioned, are in a three-game winning streak. So that's kind of a win-loss uh, look at as far as streaks going into the game. And then uh, the Packers open a five-and-a-half-point favorite. They are now a four-and-a-half-point favorite. And uh, I do want to mention uh, some of the playoff implications, and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of say them, and then I'll bring Mark in to give his thoughts on the playoff implications. But uh, this is a matchup where a lot, a lot like other matchups in the NFL this week, when you get down to Week 17, there's a lot of scenarios as far as the playoffs. Who's going to make it, who's not? There, for teams that are going to make it, you have to – Think of, hey, what seed are they going to be? Are they locked into the seed they're in right now? Or are there variables where if they lose, they could drop a seed? If they win, they can move up a seed? So uh, some playoff implications for the Packers. If they win, they're the number one seed. They're, they get the first round by, and they, they, get, they get that, and they'll have home field throughout. But if they lose, there is a chance that they fall as low as the three seed, I believe. So... That is something to be said. I mean, it's important for both teams to, to win the game. And like any matchup, both teams will be trying to win the game. But that is something to be said for the Packers. And then on the flip side for the Bears, they're going to need to win. And then they're going to need some other things to go their way. And I think 
Mark, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think if the Bears lose, they still have a chance of getting in, depending on other scenarios. So kind of uh, fill in with, with your uh, expertise uh, there, if you don't mind. Yeah, so the Packers, they uh, can clinch the number one seed if they uh, – basically all they have to do is win the game and then they clinch the number one seed. And if Seattle loses, then the Packers will automatically uh, be the number one seed. And I think that's what any team should want. I, I understand what some people are saying about, you know, you don't want them to lose momentum. But um, the two pretty easy things I think most people can agree on is – if the Packers have a bye, that means uh, no one's going to get injured and they have no chance of losing if they're not playing anybody. So I think that's why you'd want to, um, you know, get the bye. And then for the Bears, they would need the Rams to beat the Cardinals if they lose to the Packers. But if the Bears win, then they should be in. So. Okay, yeah. So, so some different uh, variables uh, as far as that goes. But uh, definitely really – intriguing game i mean every year packers bears play i mean it's probably nfl's most storied rivalry one of the best rivalries in all of sports if you put all the sports together and just rank the rivalries it's one of the best ones it's been going on for a long time and there's always really good matchups between these two teams so uh it should be a good matchup and i believe if i'm not mistaken in, in history as far as the records between these two teams win loss the Bears had, like going way back, they had a pretty good edge as far as being better than the Packers win loss. But I think recently, the last several years, the Packers have kind of caught up to them. And even I believe they've overtaken them as far as if you look at the overall win loss record. Uh, but it's really close as far as the the win loss and in in that. So it it should be a, another good matchup between uh, these two teams. But uh, after this short audio break, I do want to uh, get into the injury report for both teams. So that will be coming up after this break here for another episode of Big A Sports Show, available anywhere you get your podcasts. Stay tuned for more of the Packers preview coming up. Moving ahead in another edition of Big A Sports Show, I'm your host, Adam Van Andel, continuing the Packers preview for the game on Sunday, that is January 3rd of 2021, against the Chicago Bears. Uh, it'll be from Soldier Field uh, in Chicago, and the game is at 3.25 p.m. Central Time on Fox. The Packers are 12-3, and and the Bears are 8-7. and The Packers are in first in the NFC North. The Bears are in second in the NFC North. And uh, in the first portion of another episode of my podcast, you heard me with a special guest, Mark Trunk, uh, give the overview for this game uh, between these two teams. And in the next portion, uh, I will cover the injury report. And then I will also uh, let Mark say some things uh, briefly about the injury report and the implications that has on the game. And then uh, I'll hand it over to Mark and he can uh, go over the Bears uh, personnel and then the Packers personnel offensively and defensively and then we will close out like we have been all season long with our predictions for the game. So without further ado, getting into the injury report for the Bears, defensive back Deion Bush is questionable. Defensive back Jalen Johnson is out. 
Defensive back Buster Screen is out. Defensive back Tayshawn Gibson Sr. is questionable. Tight end Demetrius Harris is questionable. Tight end Cole Komet is questionable. And wide receiver Cordell Patterson is questionable. And then on the flip side for the Packers, tackle David Bakhtiari is out. And after I finish the injury report for the Packers, I'll get into more on, on what happened, unfortunately, to David Bakhtiari recently. Uh, but continuing on, defensive end Kingsley Kiki is out, and Simon Stefaniak, the tackle, is questionable. And as far as giving more on what happened to Dave Bakhtiari, unfortunately, it was re- reported by ESPN, NFL Network, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, all the national insiders out there that uh, David Bakhtiari tore his ACL and he's out for the season. So unfortunately, brutal news there to one of the Packers' best players on their team. He just got rewarded a big contract extension, deservedly so for his great work, probably the best left tackle in the NFL, uh, arguably. So um, they'll be out without him. And uh, that will definitely hurt them on offense. But I mean, the Packers... One of the many things that they have that is really good for them is they do have pretty good offensive line depth. So although they'll miss David Bakhtiari dearly, he's you just miss him because he's one of the best. They still, it's not like they're gonna struggle ter- terribly. I I I would I wouldn't imagine uh, as far as offensive line. Uh, the, there might be a few cases where where they allow a sack or something like that. But overall, this this offensive line unit has been pretty good at keeping Aaron Rodgers upright all season. And it's been one of the many bright spots for them on their great season that they've had so far. So uh, that's kind of a breakdown of that. But, uh, Mark, I do want to bring you in before I get into the other moves the Packers made. Just what are your thoughts on the David Bakhtiari news? Definitely, it's a big blow for the Packers. He's probably one of the most important players. But I think uh, they've got some good depth along the offensive line, like you were saying. They have some guys that can play multiple positions. I think Brian Gritikens has done a good job of building the depth. So um, it's going to be up to Mel Florin and Rodgers to make it work and do some adjusting. But um, I definitely don't think it, it automatically rules them out for a Super Bowl or anything like that. Yeah, definitely. I, I completely agree with you, what you're saying there. And, uh, I mean, my guess would be their new offensive line without Bakhtiari would be something like Corey Lindsley, then uh, Billy Turner, Eldon Jenkins, Rick Wagner, and then maybe John Runyon uh, as well uh, along the offensive line, and then and then potentially uh, Lucas Patrick. So those are, I believe I just named off six guys. So it would be for five spots. So maybe you would have uh, like a rotation between Lucas Patrick and Rick Wagner or something like that. And uh, some of the other names uh, that I mentioned, like Lindsley and Eldon Jenkins uh, are are more solid where where they're going to be a part of the offensive line because they're they're just a a really good offensive lineman. Uh, And potentially I believe Billy Turner has been pretty solid too overall, but uh, you might have somewhat of a rotation as far as the other uh, players on the offensive line. So uh, the other moves that the Packers made, though, uh, leading up to this game, most notably is they claimed Damon Snacks Harrison. His nickname is Snacks. He's been called Snacks Harrison for his whole career, and he's a he's a defensive tackle. 
And uh, he's been one of the better defensive tackles. Uh, if you go back uh, in years past, I mean, he's, he's been one of the better ones. He was on Seattle's uh, team, and they didn't really have a spot for him necessarily. Like, they did, but they didn't. They wanted to play him, but they also had some other young defensive linemen that they wanted to continue to develop. And no offense to Snacks, Harrison, but you want to try and develop those def- defensive linemen. You don't want to stunt their growth as much. So they kind of had to move on from him. So then the Packers were able to pick him up. And uh, Snacks, Harrison reportedly said in the media, I'm alluding or I'm uh, paraphrasing here, but he basically said, understandably, he's a, he's a veteran. He's only going to play for a select few teams, and he's only going to play for teams that have a legitimate shot at the Super Bowl, and the Packers are one of those few teams. So uh, he was able to uh, be claimed, and uh, on in the media, he basically alluded to the fact that, okay, I'll play for the Packers. I'm giving you the green light. So uh, that'll be a welcome addition to their defensive line. Uh, he'll be added to Kenny being – with Kenny Clark and other defensive linemen, Tyler Lancaster and uh, other other players up front, Dean Lowry as well as others. So, uh, kind of kind of a nice late season addition there for the Packers. Uh, Mark, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I was excited about it. I, they were there's been there's a lot of people wanted to happen before the season, but things sometimes just work out where um, you know they just didn't weren't able to get it done. It's a, Snacks wanted to go with Seattle to start out, and then, like you were saying, they're um, they want to get some young players some more playing time. So hopefully, hopefully he can provide more of like a Howard Green uh, boost. If people remember when the Packers won the Super Bowl in 2010, they picked Howard Green off waivers, and he was a good run stuffer for him. It even caused the interception in the Super Bowl. Uh, but I think just hearing some other. Some some of the beat writers talking about. It. I don't think Snacks is going to play like tons of snaps at first. He might be in there on like goal line or third and fourth and one. So that's still good though because Packers have kind of struggled with the run this year. So never hurts to have another guy who can plug up the run lanes. Yeah, definitely, and I, I agree with with what you said about you know he, he's not going to be a player that's going to play every down. He I mean he's in his early thirties, so he, he's not. He's not necessarily back when he was young and he was just coming in the league where he, he could play as many downs. I mean, it. I guess anybody if if you put if they put their mind to it, they probably could. But given the fact that he's a veteran, they don't want to overwork him. They want to have him on key downs, and uh, definitely, I, w- I would imagine that. Uh, that they would make make good use of him and know where where to put him when and things like that, so uh, he can be his best and produce his best. And I believe I saw earlier after they claimed him, I saw within the media that uh, he back in his past, I believe he uh, played with with uh, or played for rather uh, Packers defensive coordinator Mike Pedden. I, I believe that there's ties there as well, so. Mike Patton definitely knows uh, what Snacks Harrison can do. And some of the other Packers coaches, I believe there's ties there in, in some way. Uh, typically with coaches, they, they kind of here and there moving it, moving it out and, and all that. So th- there's definitely uh, was interest from the Packers, and they were able to, to claim them off waivers. And then uh, just finishing out the injury report, uh, not necessarily injuries, but 
player things that they did before the game, according to the Packers within the media. Anthony Rush, the defensive lineman, was signed to the practice squad. Defensive lineman Brian Price was elevated from the practice squad to the active roster for the game on Sunday. Packers uh, also signed guard Ben Braden to the active roster from the practice squad. So those uh, moves were also made. And again, those were all, all according to the Packers. So uh, with that being said, I do want to take another break. And uh, in the next portion of this episode of my podcast, I will bring Mark in for his look at the personnel for both the Packers and the Bears heading into Sunday's matchup. So stay tuned for that after this short audio break. Moving ahead in another edition of Big A Sports Show, I'm your host, Adam Manhandel, and going along, uh, continuing with the Packer preview for the game against the Bears on Sunday, Packers 12-3, and Bears 8-7 and in Week 17 action. Uh, it'll be in Chicago, and uh, we've looked at the overview for the game. We talked about the injury report, and now I will bring Mark in. Uh, for his extensive uh, look at both teams' personnel-wise. So, Mark, uh, start with the Bears, uh, cover their offense, defense, and then if there's anything you want to say special teams-wise, uh, you can, and then uh, then we'll move to the Packers. Yeah, so just for the Bears, kind of given what's been going on with them the last four or five weeks, so a lot of people thought their season was over when they lost to the Packers. But they've kind of got on a hot streak, and they were 31st in points per game going into that game against the Packers, the first matchup. Now they're actually 18th in scoring. Uh, they've scored 30 points at least uh, each of the last four weeks. So Bill Lazor is now calling the now calling the plays instead of the head coach Matt Nagy, and it seems like he's had some more time to try some new things on offense. Looks like the Bears are running the ball much better since the Packers game. And they're really focusing their offense around David Montgomery, which I, I think is probably a, a good idea. It takes some pressure off Mr. Trubisky. Um, but, yeah, Trubisky has been decent for him. He's completing more of his passes. He's starting to really develop a good rapport again with Allen Robinson. Um, something to keep in mind with the Bears' offense, though, kind of like you were saying a little bit, you know, they're obviously just playing the teams on their schedule, but – Maybe having something to do with how good their offense has been. Here are the points per game ranks in defense for the teams they've played since the Packers. So they played the Lions, who are 32nd in points allowed, Texans 26th in points allowed, Vikings 28th in points allowed, Jaguars are right near the bottom, too. So, I mean, kind of take it with a grain of salt as far as their success. It'll be interesting to see how the Packers match up with them. Um, and then just talking about the Packers on offense and Packers on defense. So, Adam talked a little bit earlier about the David Bakhtiari injury. I was kind of saying some things where people were thinking it could be Billy Turner at left tackle because he played a little bit of left tackle earlier this year when D-back was out. So, we'll have to see what they do there. But I'm sure Chuck Pagano, the Bears defensive coordinator, will probably try to throw a bunch of blitzes and different things at the Packers O-line, and they're going to really have to communicate well because, you know, they might not be in their normal positions, and the last thing you want is for Rodgers to keep 
taking big hits against the Bears' defensive front. Um, probably will be Khalil Mack will be a matchup against you know, whoever is taking over for Bakhtiari's position, so that's not great for the Packers, so hopefully they can minimize his impact there. And then, you know, maybe Matt LaFleur decides to put some chip blocks or do more max protect with uh, someone in the backfield for Rodgers that could take some pressure off the offensive line. But otherwise, as far as elsewhere on the Packers offense, it was really nice to see A.J. Dillon have a great week last week. We didn't really get to see him until last week in a full full game. So him and Aaron Jones are really good compliments to each other. You know, Aaron Jones with the speed and then A.J. Dillon with more of the power running. And it sounds like Jamal Williams might be back this week. So we'll see what Matt LaFleur does with the running back rotation. But it doesn't hurt to have Jamal Williams back. He's a really good pass blocker and can be running. He can be a far out of the backfield running and catching. And then also Devontae Adams, what you were saying earlier, Adam, about all the Bears secondary being injured. He should be set up for another big game, and he's actually one touchdown away from tying the Packers' single-season TD record. So I'm looking forward to him hopefully breaking that. And then um, I'm a, we'll see what Chapagana does again, but you have to think that they're going to try to roll coverage on Adams' way. So they got some good contributions last week. The Packers did from Alan Lazard, Equinemius St. Brown as well. Um Marquez, Marquez Valdez-Scanling and Robert Tanya were a bit quieter, but that could have been because the Packers are up by so much they're running the ball a lot. So we'll have to see what happens with the passing game. One other thing, just to know for the Bears' defense, this week they should have Akeem Hicks back, so he was not he was not playing in the Week 1 matchup against the Packers, and the Packers really took advantage of that a lot. And usually he's pretty hard to block when it comes to the middle of the line. So that'll probably make things tougher for the Packers running the ball. And then just talking a little bit about the Packers on defense, it's been really nice to see them kind of improving the last few weeks and building on some good performances. It seems like Mike Pettins get a little bit more creative with his blitzes and letting the secondary play a little bit more aggressively instead of, playing so far off on guys and giving up easy throws underneath. So hopefully he continues that this week. And definitely Preston Smith and Christian Kirksey are starting to play better than they did this year. And I really like what the Packers secondary is doing with Jair Alexander, Kevin King, Adrian Amos, and Darrell Savage. They're really starting to play well as a unit and then also create big plays. And um, also a lot of, a lot of Packers Writers were talking about the improved play last week from the defensive line. So you hope that continues with um, Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry and all them. And then last time the Packers played the Bears, they did have a lot of good pressure on Mr. Bisky. So hopefully that will continue. And then um, it'll be interesting to see what kind of what they do with Snack Harrison, like we were talking about, what situations that he plays in. The Packers did pretty well, actually, holding Derrick Henry to under 100 yards last week, just because most teams were actually giving up like over 150 yards, and it seems like the last several weeks. So they did a pretty good job there, and hopefully they can keep that up. And then as far as special teams, just a real quick note, the Packers did have a field goal blocked last week. 
So hopefully they avoid any special teams gaffes. And they really haven't gotten anything going in the return game for punts and kickoffs since they got Tavon Austin. So it'll be nice if they get get that going, but I don't expect it. And then, like we said in the first matchup, hopefully the Packers can try to limit Cordell Patterson as far as the return game. But uh, what do you think, Adam? Yeah, I think, uh, as always, you did a great job uh, kind of breaking it all down as far as the personnel for another Packer preview for uh, Big A Sports Show available in your podcast. And uh, as far as the Bears offensively, like you mentioned, Mark, they were doing really good work uh, recently against not so great opponents as far as their defense. And, you know, you mentioned the the ranks as far as that, that goes. So like you kind of talked about, kind of don't take that, you know, the old saying, like you mentioned, is take it with a grain of salt. And, uh, I mean, you do have to give the Bears credit because they are seeming – to figure some more things out, they had some struggles earlier in the season, and uh, they're they're definitely trying trying their hardest to make adjustments. And they know that their their margin for error to make the playoffs is very slim, so they they feel that pressure, and, and they're trying to pull out all the stops to to, to try and sneak into to the back half of the NFC playoffs. So uh, definitely that that's something to watch out for as far as. Uh, whether or not they continue their offensive uh, production that they have been doing so well of late, or if that kind of uh, hits the skids and 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 and, and takes a nosedive, and the Packers defense is able to give Mitch Trubisky some problems, uh, give him those problems uh, he he had earlier in the season when they played at Lambeau Field in Green Bay. And, and that'll be something to uh, be watching out for as far as that goes. Or if they're kind of playing somewhere in the middle of that or if they're playing really well and they continue to play really well and uh, make some noise on offense. So we'll see what happens. And I do like, like you mentioned, Mark, the adjustments Mike Pedden's making, the Packers defensive coordinator. He's throwing more blitzes at, at teams and, and things like that. So hopefully that level of defense continues uh, against uh, – Mitch Trubisky and the Bears offense. And uh, as far as the Packers offense, I mean, they're really doing well. I mean, they're, they're hitting on, on all cylinders. And uh, it's it's been a year where they're, they've been in the top five, top ten of every category. We went over the categories earlier in this episode of my podcast, and that's where, where they've been uh, all season. So just continue that. Uh, all you listeners know, uh, and everybody knows all the the uh, the playmakers that they have on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, just continue to to have that level of performance, and uh, they they should be pretty good to go. And uh, the the good thing about the Packers' offense is they've been playing so well this year that even if they take a smidge back, like let's say the Bears' defense gives them fits to a certain point, and the Packers don't play as well as they have all season but they still play pretty well. Like they're that good of a team where they are able to still win when their offense isn't even at their best, which is kind of scary for a lot of the other teams going into the playoffs and things like that. So uh, the their offense is, is one of the best and it will continue to be the best. Uh, I would imagine uh, going, going forward in this game, last game of the season and then in the playoffs. So uh, those are 
kind of my thoughts on on that. And uh, I kind of covered the defense, just continue to with the production there of late. Packers offense really good. Bears offense kind of covered that with with all the um, uptick in their play recently. And then the Bears defense maybe not as good as is what they have been in recent years, uh, but still pretty pretty good. Uh, Mark, you I mentioned, and then you kind of talk more about it about the cornerbacks uh, and defensive backs that are out for the Bears. Uh, some key names, Jalen Johnson and Buster Screen, to na- name a few. So that'll be an area where the Packers can hopefully uh, feast feast on, on the Bears, especially Devontae Adams. Uh, but Khalil Mack is always always there. Akeem Hicks, uh, they have some other notable players. Eddie Jackson's pretty good too. Uh, so the, they still do have capable players on, on that side of the ball, but they're going against Aaron Rodgers, one of the better quarterbacks. Uh, probably the the leader in the MVP race uh, going forward. So uh, it'll be tough for them. Uh, But they've also played the Packers and Aaron Rodgers a bunch because they're rivals and they play each other twice a year. So uh, they're definitely very familiar uh, with with the Packers offense, uh, that's for sure. So after this final break, we will get to our predictions for the game. So stay tuned for that after this short audio break. Moving ahead and closing out another edition of Big A Sports Show, I'm your host Adam Mahano, continuing with the final portion of another Packer preview with my special guest uh, that's been on for a lot of Packer previews this season, Mark Trunk. Uh, we went over the overview of the game, we've gotten into the injury report, and then we covered the personnel. Uh, and now, in the last portion, the only thing left to do is give our predictions. So, Mark, start us off. What is your prediction for the game? on Sunday between the Packers and the Bears. Yeah, so I think it's going to be a close game. Should be closer than last time, unless the Packers get out to a big lead again. But I think the Packers will win this game 27-24. to 24. I think that your running game should definitely have them out here and take some pressure off of Rodgers and the offensive line, having to move on without David Bacciari. I really like how the defense has been playing the last few weeks. Um, they're making more turnovers and um, tackling better, it seems like. So uh, the Bears' offense has improved too since they played the Packers. So I think they'll be able to move the ball against the Packers, but I think it'll probably come down to a turnover or two from Mitch Trubisky. So I'll take the Packers 27 24. Yeah, in uh, moving to my prediction, I think that the Packers will win 31-27 to over the Bears. Uh, you mentioned about the Bears' offensive success recently. We've kind of talked about it on different occasions during this uh, podcast uh, for my uh, this episode of my podcast uh, as, far, as far as that goes. So I would say a key for the Packers' defense is is to uh, have the, the the mentality that that they say uh, bend but don't break uh, on defense. Uh, I think that's that's a good way way to put it. And uh, hold the Bears to to, to three and uh, not not have it be where they where they get six points uh, as far as that goes. But I will say one of the things that I want to note as far as this goes, as far as this game is. Given the urgency for the Bears to win this game and try and beat the Packers, it'll be interesting to see the aggressiveness 
of the Bears offense if they're going to kick more field goals or if they're going to say, hey, we have to we have to score touchdowns, not field goals. And uh, typically that's the m- mindset of every team. I mean, you want six instead of three, but I'm just saying given the playoff implications and everything that's on the line, that might uh, accelerate the process as far as Matt Nagy, Bill Lazor on the offensive side, the head coach and the offensive coordinator thinking, hey, we should go for it on fourth down if it's fourth and manageable versus kicking a field goal, and especially against the Packers offense that is tough to stop. So they more times than not get six instead of three, and uh, you have to keep up with them as far as that goes. So I, I think that, that is, that's going to be huge in this game, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But I have the Packers by four. I think I agree with you, Mark. It'll be a close game. Should be closer than last uh, game earlier in the season between these two teams. And the Bears have more to play for as far as the playoffs. But like we mentioned before, the Packers also have playoff positioning too to play for as far as they want to be the one seed. They want that first round by. They want home field advantage to go through Green Bay and Lambeau Field. And uh, th- that'll be something uh, that they'll be wanting as well. And on top of all that, this is a rivalry between these two teams. So they're going to be going at each other. And who knows? It might get a little chippy between these two teams, given all the implications and the magnitude of this game uh, going in. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a divisional game. And the old saying goes, you kind of throw the records out the window. These teams know each other very well. They play each other twice a year. So it'll be more of who can out-execute the other team better as far as that goes. Pretty much for the most part, they have a good idea of the play style, everything else that goes into it. So uh, I would imagine both teams will be adjusting their their game scripts, the game flow, uh, and as well as the game flow as far as game flow uh, overall during this game and, and seeing how it goes, uh, whether or not one team gets off to a fast start or not or if it's kind of evenly matched all the way through. Uh, but it should be a good game. And uh, there's a reason it was it was flexed to, to the 325 window uh, in the central time zone on Sunday because it's got playoff implications, and it's a rivalry game. So I have the Packers winning the game. And, uh, Mark, before we wrap up this episode officially for another episode of my podcast, I know you wanted to talk about just briefly – some of the uh, other games as far as uh, playoff positioning uh, on the last week of the NFL season. Yeah, yeah. so I thought it'd be cool just to talk about some of the other games that could affect who the Packers play for the playoffs. So the top games for Packer fans to watch out for, you know, while they watch that game is the Saints and Panthers. So uh, Saints are likely going to be the two or the three seed if they win. I think this will be a close game, and they, they played a, a close game earlier this year when it was in New Orleans, so I would not be surprised if that one comes down to the wire. And then the other one, the big, probably biggest one, actually, is Seahawks and 49ers. So like we said earlier, if the Seahawks lose, Packers automatically the one seed. And this game would have seemed like it would be a blowout a few weeks ago, but the Niners actually had a really good performance against Kyle Murray in Arizona last week, and uh, they're going to be playing in the same venue as it did on uh, last week. So Seattle's on the road here, even though it's in Arizona. And these teams always have really close, interesting games. So 
hopefully the Niners can help out the Packers. Then you got the Cowboys and the Giants, so that's going to be in the noon slate. The winner will take the NFC East. Washington loses the Sunday night game. And uh, whoever wins the NFC East will likely face Tampa. I think that um, actually the Cowboys are probably the most talented team in the NFC East. So I am myself a little bit nervous about uh, Packers facing Tampa Bay. So I would prefer if Dallas were to get in and maybe somehow upset Tampa Bay, although it's probably a long shot. And then uh, Eagles and Redskins will be the Sunday night game, and the, all the residents have to do is win, and then they win the division. Their quarterback situation is really poor. Yeah, obviously, they had Dwayne Haskins last week. was really not good for them, and uh, they released them after the game. Their defense is going to have to hold fully down, I think, to in order for them to have a chance to win. So that'll probably end up being a close game. But, yeah, those are some of the other things to watch out for. And then the last game, Rams and Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals will, if, if the Cardinals win, then they're in. Uh, the Rams will need a Packer win if they lose. So Arizona was really bad last week against San Francisco. They're looking to rebound. And then the Rams, actually, they're not going to have Jared Goff. So he, he was injured with a thumb. And I think that'll be interesting to see what Sean McVay does with that. And uh, who knows? Hopefully not. For the Packers' sake, but Packers can be playing one of those two teams next week in the wild card. Yeah, I think that was a good uh, kind of uh, breakdown of all the other games. Uh, as far as uh, on the slate for Week 17 action of of the last week of the regular season in the NFL, and and kind of uh, a, a look at the the meaning of the of those games in relation to the playoff race and everything uh, that goes into it, and. Uh, it's it's the last week of the season, so there is no Monday night football game. There was no Thursday night football game. It's all on Sunday, uh, and by tomorrow night uh, on Sunday, January third of twenty twenty one, uh, we'll we'll have a pretty good look at at the playoff uh, picture for the NFC and the AFC, the the pairings as far as who plays who. And uh, what what those matchups are looking like as as we move uh, towards Wild Card Weekend, as far as the first uh, part of of the NFL playoffs and uh, the Sunday night game, uh, Mark, you you probably alluded to it uh, as far as what you said uh, just recently. But uh, the Washington football team and, and then the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, if Washington wins, then they're in. Uh, so so that'll be something to uh, be paying attention for as far as. Uh, who clinches that uh, playoff uh, berth out of the uh, NFC East uh, division. So uh, th- that'll be something to, to be watching out for on top of everything else uh, as, as far as everything that's got to uh, kind of work itself out as far as the playoff picture. So uh, that'll about do it, though, for another edition of Big A Sports Show. Uh, I want to thank Mark Trunk. Thanks, Mark, for being on. Another one of my uh, podcasts. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, and we will uh, watch the Packers game on Sunday against the Bears. Uh, hope for the best there and be paying attention uh, to all the other NFL action. And uh, also, I do want to let all you listeners know to continue, like I mentioned, at the outset of this uh, or the beginning of, of this uh, show 
to be paying attention for all my uh, coverage of sports, uh, trying to hit a wide variety of sports uh, when I can uh, for my podcast. So the best way to get at my podcast is to subscribe to it. It's available anywhere you get your podcast. So just search Big A Sports Show and uh, it's available uh, to you. And that way you get alerts. Otherwise, if you want to continue to uh, keep tracking it down the way you've been doing that, uh, that's great too. And uh, continue to spread the word about my show too. I'm always looking for as many consistent listeners as possible. The listening support's been great. I look forward to getting even better and to continue to grow this podcast uh, even more than it's already been growing. So thank you all. And for sure next week, uh, I, I, I kind of, uh, with the holidays, I, I, I decided to uh, enjoy the holidays like like the rest of us. So so I didn't, didn't have much on my podcast over the holidays because everything that was going on. But uh, I'll be back at it on full force uh, as always. Uh, as always, try and uh, have a dedicated podcast uh, for sports. So I'll uh, be always paying attention for that. So thank you all. And another edition of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Handel. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.